Welcome to episode 29 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true story in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary, how are things? Things are good. So we have the house to ourselves today. We always have yes. um, my children hiding somewhere, <laughs> hopefully not walking in, or my husband walking into the house while we're recording. So it's nice and I'm not, I know I'm not going to have to edit out my son coming to get chips, telling yes. me, sneaking around the corner in his underwear, saying, I'm hungry. I know, but he's got the cutest little face. I, <laughs> I see him as he as he comes out, and he always has this 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 adorable little, oops, I'm coming. Yes, uh, face that I, I love to see. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is nice. Um, but there was a huge announcement yesterday, and I'm so excited. I, I really want to make a proposition to you. Okay. On, on, for, on, on behalf of the Muck Podcast, I really think we should get behind Kanye West for president. No! <laughs> <laughs> Your face, it didn't move. It was just like big eyes. No. We're not doing it. Yeezy 2020, no, bro. Listen, listen. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. We, we, we can't have another. We can't. We can't. What is he doing? I thought I thought he was friends with Trump. What's he doing? Oh, please. <laughs> but this is this is the problem that just because you're an entertainer, yeah, doesn't mean that you are qualified to run the country. Mm. Did you see the tweet cuz it's I didn't. really funny? I didn't. Oh, please, oh, this my God. can't be true. I retweeted it today. Please I'm going to pull it up real quick. Please don't let this be true. We do not have time for this right now. It's No, I I think it's true. Where is his wife? Oh, she's a fucking moron too. Come on, I know. Please, these two more. I don't even oh like talking about these fucking if, idiots. But if the, I, I, if, he wrote this is his tweet yesterday on July fourth. Uh, we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for president of the United States. Twenty hashtag twenty twenty vision. <laughs> and then I retweeted oh, it and I said, no. well, it's 2020, so this makes sense. Like it's, <laughs> the whole world's burning, so but, of course Kanye wants, wants to be president of oh the United God. States. Honestly, honestly. Well, hopefully we're going to put an end to this. Now, I yeah. wanted to bring, I did bring this up to you, and I, I'm just going to touch on this briefly because I hate polls. Like, ever since 2016, I'm like, fuck I don't, polls. Yeah, I, don't I don't give a fuck. Um, but the New York Times has a podcast called The Daily, and yes. they did a. There's a episode called recent episode called "The Voters That Trump Is Losing," and it is deep diving into recent polls and how these numbers are pretty accurate. I don't know. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I'm not sure. Anyway, but the most interesting part about it is the questions they were asking. Like, do you want a president that? focuses on the rioters and the looting or a president that focuses on the reason why this is happening. And even in like um, these these states that need to be flipped or whatever, it's always on why they're rioting. And so right. Trump is doing everything against what voters, he's losing a lot of voters. Right. Well, have you, his most recent ad, my husband and I were laughing about it. Um, it's, and I don't have cable so i only see really commercials if i'm at my parents house and okay i saw one yesterday on. when i was getting my car fixed at the and, car place i it, wonder if it was the same yeah, one and it's uh you know uh, someone calling 911 <gasps> yes this is the one i heard i was like what's happening it's, right it's now so funny and oh it's, my God. it's like uh it's it's so funny because it's like being murdered yeah, being raped, you know and uh, all the most horrible things press one if you're reporting a rape yeah. press two if you're reporting a murder We'll get back to you in five days because this is what happens when you defund the police. Oh I was like, God. bitch, please. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Cause they're totally misconstruing what 
defund the police right. means, and it's what but he's 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 it's the fear tactic he's 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 and but his fourth of july speeches oh i well see i mean again what kind of president i don't know sits there and attacks yeah. citizens of his country it was, and, and and is is yeah. is fueling the divisive right nature of our country it was insane but that commercial my husband and i were talking and it reminded us um and, and, and he, it was perfect because he said the movie Scrooged yeah. with Frank Cross in the <laughs> yeah, beginning. And it's like everything's movie. exploding. Yes. And like the Grim Reaper comes yes. in. Yes. He's like, we should just take that and like turn it into like a make fun of a, a, a Trump ad. Like yes. that's exactly what it is. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's Frank Cross. My favorite <laughs> like, things I've seen recently, too, uh, are when people I know we've, I think I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but they closed the beaches here in South Florida for this for the Fourth of July weekend. But the pictures of like somebody dressed up as the Grim Reaper just walking up and down the beach next to people is one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen. It's so dark, but it's so hilarious. So there was a picture I saw yesterday. I forgot what beach it was at Uh, somewhere in Florida, I think. Anyway, because they on the West Coast, fuck it, they're open, right? So um, there was a Grim Reaper standing next to a lifeguard stand talking to a lifeguard. <laughs> and there was a guy in front of him like waving his finger like, you know, how dare you kind of thing. And I was like, well, what do you what hey. do you expect people to do? It's oh it's not God. this isn't safe what you're doing. No, we're in this state with this goofball. Oh, uh, OK. I feel like I'm just rehashing real against DeSantis again. I know. Well, 11,000 cases today. Yeah. And last, uh, so I was listening to our last episode when doing the editing and, and trying to pick out clips to, to put out this week and, um, to promote it. And, um, we were talking about how next week there's supposed to be 10 to 15,000 cases. And like, it's happening as it's, as we said, yeah. it was like, as people are predicting. Yeah. So it's really scary. But, um, on a lighter note, um, we did put out this amazing thing that happened for yes, the podcast. Yes, um, yes. We were featured as the true crime genre feature Ooh. in the July 2020 uh, uh, podcast magazine, which is yes. fucking amazing. Amazing. Yes. So exciting. We're so thankful for the opportunity. Oh, my God. It, it was just great. It's great. So if you want to see it, you can download the podcast magazine app. It's a digital magazine. Um, or you can go to our Instagram at the Muck yes. Podcast, and we have it up on there. Um, but check it out, read yes. it, and uh, read let us know all what you think about it. That's right, we're famous, <laughs> bitch. Yes. Okay, so I am first this week. All right, so I am going to tell you about Texas Speaker of the House, current. Oh no, <laughs> Dennis Bonin. Okay. Okay. So. A little bit about Dennis. He was born in Angleton, Texas on March 3rd, 1972. He's right in our age. I think he's 48 right now. Um, he graduated in 1990 from Angleton High School and received a Bachelor of Arts degree in political science in 1994 at, from St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas. In 1993, while in college, oh God, Bonin was elected to the Texas House of Representatives for the 25th District. Wow. So while still in college, he's representing his home district. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's amazing. It's, it's he went amazing. on to be reelected 14 times. Wow. He has served for 28 years Dang. in the House of Representatives in Texas. Can time you believe be this? And it's, it's a long time. He's only 48. Jesus. Yeah. So he's had a really long career. He's also the president of Heritage Bank in, in his hometown. Okay. 
So in 2013, he was appointed by Speaker Joe Strauss as the Speaker pro tempore, in which capacity he acted as the presiding officer of the House in the Speaker's absence during the 83rd, 84th, and 85th session of the Texas legislature. So from 2013 to 2018. Um, and during this time, he was raided by different groups. I'm just trying to give you a read on this guy, right? So yeah. you remember Phyllis Shafley, which I'm sure one of us will cover one day. She's a crazy, you know, very, very conservative woman. Uh, her organization rated him an 87% favorable. Young Conservatives of Texas rated him a 66%. He's kind of mm. really in the middle, right? So yeah. uh, in 2013, um, he was rated 63% by the Texas League of Conservative Voters, 15% by the Sierra Club, so not great on the environment. No. Um, interest Group Texans for Fiscal Responsibility rated him 60% in 2013, 88% in 2011. Um, Texas... Association of Business gave him 86%, and the NRA, of course, gives him a 100%. Ugh. Yeah. So in 2015, Bonin authored the legislation deemed an emergency item by Governor Greg Abbott to keep the Texas National Guard troops at the border. Oh. And also to yeah increase staff at the Department of Public Safety and establish a trans, uh, transnational crime center on the border to analyze crime data. <clears throat> at the border. Yes. Greg, okay. Greg Greg Abbott is a major asshole. Yeah. He's like DeSantis times 10. Okay. Oh, God. They're having a horrible time in Texas, right? Bonin voted during this time against a taxpayer-funded breakfast program for public schools, although it passed the House anyway. He co-sponsored legislation to provide marshals for safety school, school sa- security um, as a separate category from law enforcement officers. He did not vote on the bill requiring the immunization of minors without oh parental God. consent. He also did not vote on equal pay for women. Uh, he co-sponsored the law to extend the franchise tax exemption to certain businesses. And Bonin voted to prohibit texting while driving. My God, um, he sounds, he doesn't sound uh, moderate at all. He sounds... <laughs> I know. On some things, yeah, right? Yeah, some okay. things. He, now, here's a bad one. He voted to require testing for narcotics for those receiving unemployment compensation, like our friend oh, Rick Scott. I was just going to say Rick he, Scott. He um, co-sponsored two pieces of, of legislation to forbid the state from enforcing federal regulations of firearms and to allow college and university officials to carry concealed weapons in the name of secure, campus My security. My God. Okay. So, not great. Um, okay, so on November 12th, 2018, Bonin announced he had 109 votes to be the next Texas House Speaker, more than 76 votes needed for the election. So Democrats in the House were also going to vote for him. He was supported by both sides of the aisle, right? Okay. Um, um, on January 8th, 2019, Bonin was unanimously elected by the Texas House of Representatives to serve as the Speaker of the House. So just last year in January. In his opening remarks as Speaker of the House, Bonin declared school finance legislation finance legislation to be the number one priority of the 86th legislation legislative session in addition to school safety combating human trafficking and providing property tax relief so these are all like seem like really good things right yeah i'm curious about what his view of this what this means yeah so well okay so the texas house passed house bill three it's 11.6 billion dollar school finance measure which includes about 4.5 billion in new spending for education reforms and two billion dollars for t- uh, teacher pay raises wow. and over five billion dollars to lower texans property tax bills because property taxes pay, pay for schools, schools right yeah so the legislature also passed legislation to eliminate the rape kit backlog. Fucking A, right? We're here for that. Yeah. Slow the growth of property taxes and improve emergency preparedness and disaster response. 
again. Okay. Fucking those, great. Yeah, those all sound yeah. great. I'm, I'm so curious about the school. I, You know, I wish I'd look more into it. Because I, I was know, thinking I'm this just doesn't like seem a, like a Republican well, thing to I, do Unless for. he's like some like creationist. You know what I mean? I'm curious as to like, where does he see right. our well, schools Okay, moving? so there is a thing like that. So let's see. So um, on June 21st, 2019, Bonin joined Greg and, Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick at a press conference to announce that Texas would deploy an additional 1,000 Texas National Guard troops to the border amid the migrant surge. Again, <sighs> remember when that was the thing yes. and not like COVID? Like the thing is we were talking about the border and like it's so ridiculous. And children in cages. Yes. Yeah. That was the I thing. Mean, and that's and still, it's still And it's still a thing. Yes. And, and, and now with COVID, yes. the dangers. It's, yes. I know. It's really horrific. I know. So let's his voting record in 2019, Bonin voted in support of legislation to ban sanctuary cities in Texas. Horrible. Legalize open carry, authorize concealed carry on college campuses, require voter ID, permit religious organizations to decline to perform marriage services, (laughs) require the Texas Rangers to investigate public um, corruption and require colleges and universities to fund student centers for family and traditional values. Oh, here we go. He also voted for HJR 38 to authorize a constitutional amendment banning a state income tax. Uh, this was later passed. They banned the state tax there. Texas Monthly named Bonin as a best lawmaker in June 2019 for his work as Speaker of the House um, during the 86th legislative session. Okay, so this is in June 2019. Okay. So here we go. We're going to get into the muckiness of it all, right? So on July oh, 25th, 2019, so a month after that being named this best lawmaker, yes. Michael Quinn Sullivan, who was part of Empower Texans, a right-wing advocacy group, and has been described as a conservative activist, claims that he met with Dennis Bonin and Texas Representative Dustin Burroughs in a secret meeting a month earlier on June 12th, 2019. God, I love a secret meeting. Mm, me too. So before we talk about what happened at that meeting, let me tell you a little bit about Michael Quinn Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan runs Empower Texans, which is funded largely by Midland oil billionaire Tim Dunn that pushes for hard legis- pushes hard for legislation during session years and hard for right- far right candidates in election years. Um, per the tw- August 2019 Texas Monthly article written by Christopher Hooks, Sullivan is considered one of the biggest snakes in Texas politics. Like Dang. nobody likes this guy, Ugh. right? Shady as fuck. So since 2008, Sullivan has spent the better part of a decade fighting against moderate Republicans. They used dark money and front groups and played fast and loose. They employed underhand tactics. They justified by the rightness of their cause, which is always the worst part. Yes. So one year, an allied group, an allied group to this text empower Texans shot months worth of secret videos of lawmakers hanging out at the Capitol and at bars in the hope of getting dirt on them. Mm. A lot of Republicans quickly learned to loathe Sullivan. So weakened by Republican losses in the 2018 elections, the House Freedom Caucus, which is Sullivan's buddies, you know, his wing of the party, fell apart and they fell in line. And Sullivan's influence started to decline. So also what's happening in Texas is a lot of people are moving to Texas, especially like Austin, these bigger cities. These bigger cities are blue cities. In well, a red state. That's the thing. Like, it's like Broward. Yes. It's it's all the metropolitan areas in the South. Yes. Most uh, often, like Arkansas, you know, Little Rock, they often lean yes. blue. Right. But then that's also happening here. Houston, yeah. um, oh. uh, Austin. These are huge Democratic that, doesn't cities. Doesn't that say anything to people? Well, I don't know. But they, 
what's happening is more and more Democrats are being elected. And if you look at what the House looks like now in Texas, it's more purple. There's, it's blue, but they're little like they're really middle of the line Republicans. But they are. It's more Democrats are being elected, and so there is this now start of a fight to hang on to power. Okay, so. The meeting. So Sullivan posts in July 2019 about this meeting he had with Bonin and Burroughs. And he says that he was asked to target 10 representatives that were running for re-election in 2020. In exchange, Empower Texans would receive, the, the group he has, would receive press credentials in the 2021 legislative session. Dang. Okay. Now this is something so that Sullivan. that tit for tat. And this is something he wanted for a long time. He wanted those press credentials. Yeah, he wants okay? to get in there. Yes. So. Sullivan claimed that Bonin made the offer for the, you know, quid pro quo and then left the room and Burroughs gave him the list of names, these 10 names of the people they wanted targeted. Right. Yeah. So the list contained all Republicans who in his own, you know, so they're from their own party yeah. who had voted on different legislations against how Bonin wanted them to vote. Dang, so so now, basically he was cleaning house, right? Yeah. Like he's get it. He's like, let's, yeah. we'll support their primary candidate against them. And let's get, let's just target them because I want of Republicans who are going to do, do what, what I, I want, want them yeah, to do. Of course. Right? So the story drops wow. and everyone is like, give me a fucking break. Like there's no way that two of the most powerful lawmakers in Texas are going to meet with this fucking guy. Right. There's just no way that they're trying to make a deal with him. Like why it doesn't make any sense. Like, um, Dustin Burroughs was the lieutenant, like under speaker of the house. Like yeah. he was right. He was this like right hand man. Like there's no way it didn't make it. They'd like, yeah, they, they didn't off. buy it. They're like, fuck this it. guy. He's crazy. So it was especially weird because as the 2019 legislative session was ending, Bonin, as the speaker, told the reps in the House that there would be punishments for any state rep, Republican or Democrat, who campaigned against one of their colleagues. This this meeting is so this meeting is completely opposite of what he was saying. So if somebody was so this seat, is the red herring that like he's like, yeah, this is he's, he's throwing people off the trail. Right, right, right. right. Wow, he's smart. Right. So <laughs> um, so in the post, Sullivan also named the 10 targets, which is Steve Allison. Trent as um, Ashby, Ernest Bales, Travis Cl Clardy, Drew Darby, Kyle Caskell, um, Stan Lambert, John Rainey, Phil Stevenson, and Tan Parker. So those are the 10 people they were going to go after. So some of these reps are on the left side of the GOP caucus, right? But others are squarely in the middle of the pack, neither left or right. A couple had ambitions to be Speaker of the House. Others had voted against bond and bills, but the rest are all unobjectionable or have blank records, right? Steve Allison is a freshman at this, in the 2019 session, and he even received a sizable campaign donation from Bonin's PAC, right? So, like, it didn't make any sense, even the people that they were going after. You know what I mean? The first statement released by Bonin, um, he failed to address the list. Instead of saying that the meeting with Sullivan was to, quote, seek peace, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second statement, Bonin wrote, let me be clear, at no point in our conversations was Sullivan provided with a list of target members. Now, this was also weird because Sullivan said that, that Bonin didn't even give him the list that Burroughs did. So now it's like he's trying to position himself that he wasn't there when this happened. Because he so, didn't really give the list. So I didn't give lying. a list. I don't know anything yeah. about that, right? So then he stopped commenting on the story, instead calling all the members that were on that list and to talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, right? Like he stopped right. getting involved at all together. And saying, I'm not involved in this? Yeah. So like he's just trying to, to reassure them, right, that he's not against them. Yeah. So meanwhile, Dwight Burroughs disappears. There's no comments, no statements. Like he's like, he's not saying anything to anybody. It's probably the best way. Yeah. Stay quiet. So then... <laughs> What is the one thing you can expect from a snake? A tape. 
I was, I was going to say the secret tapes. Yeah. So on July 31st, 2019, Ooh. Sullivan announced he has a tape. Yes. Confirming a lot of suspicions that people had. Like, you know, why would this guy say all these things? He has to have right. a recording, right? So you don't make an accusation like this against unless, these guys, right? Unless, unless you have you a have tape. The evidence. Like it's, it's political so, suicide for this so, guy. Is this just audio or does he have like audio. a secret camera? Audio. So audio. So is yes. he going to do like the other guy like, oh, that's not my voice. It's well, that's one, that's the only way you could wiggle out of this yeah. at this point, right? So he says he'll let prominent um, and conservative Republicans listen to the tape, which he does. He added that he didn't want to release the tape because it would be too damaging to the party, which he later released it. Um, a wide variety of people now have heard the tape from Republican officials to party activists to the state party chair. So all these people are listening to it and they're like, oh my God, it's really bad. Like, it's really Does, bad. Is he a guy that has a distinctive voice? Well, so Bonin is also known for having a temper and being very direct. Like, he's very smart politically. Like, they say he's, like, whip smart. Like, he can do, like, all, very politically minded. But he also had, like, drops at a top. Right. Drop of a I hat. just wonder he's if there was pissed. something when they heard it where they go, uh. Yeah, for sure. That's I think him. that there they, has to be yeah. some, which is the only way everybody has something. Yes. Where they would go, okay, definitely that's him because yeah. he always says this or when he's pissed, he does, you know, yes. whatever. Yes. Yes. So Ooh. not only was the quid pro quo element clear, but according to those who heard the tape, Bonin and Burroughs insulted other lawmakers using bigoted and vulgar language. Oh. Bonin reportedly described one member, Democratic member as a closeted gay man and another <gasps> member as vile. Here's a little side note that this is not the first time Dennis Bonin was caught on tape saying shitty things. Like in, in two, July 2014, Bonin made a remark in a committee hearing referring to children displaced by Hurricane Katrina as coon asses. <gasps> and he still has to see it? Yeah. Apologize though, Tina. He apologized. You know. So here he is on tape again. Is, you know. He said that in a hearing. You know, if they would have got rid of him then, they wouldn't have the problems they have now. Hello. So that was six years ago. Yes. Get rid of him. The overall uh, problem, though, is the alleged, the main issue is this alleged bribery, right? Right. Like you can talk shit on tape about people, but not, you can't bribe somebody for access to the fucking House of Representatives. It's against the law, I would imagine. Yes. So Bonin does come off. power of the office or whatever. Yes. Yes. So Bonin does come off as a hypocrite for going after the members when telling all the reps not to, but offering press credentials in exchange for Sullivan going after the reps is the real problem. Of course, even though press credentials don't seem like a big deal, they are in this case because Empower Texans endorse and fund candidates and um, lobby candidates on issues. That's what I was thinking, that it has to be about lobbying. They want to get in there and get access to people. Yeah, so they actively go after elected officials to support or kill bills. If you don't score well with your, um, if you don't score well with them, you lose your funding and then all that funding then goes to your primary challenger. So if you, so if Empower Texans give you money and you don't vote the way they want you to. They're like, bye, forget you. Yeah. So Sullivan has claimed to be a journalist in the past, but in 2014, he was charged with unregistered lobbying and fined by the Texas Ethics Commission. This oh, is so the they're guy. pretending yes. so that they can get that, and then the press credentials give yes. them access and they don't have to register as a lobbying group yes. or whatever. God, yes. everyone is so damn shady. I know. So Republican lawmakers have long opposed letting empower Texans on the House floor because they fear that their reporters, right, will use that opportunity to pressure the members directly. Wow. Um, he would give, um, but, but he was going to give Sullivan access that no other activist group has ever had. So the aftermath. The Texas Rangers... Not the baseball team, of course, the investigative unit. Um, also did in, in an independent investigation when this happened. In, in, in October 2019, after a 10-week investigation, Bazaria 
County District Attorney Jerry Yen said that there was not enough evidence to prosecute him for criminal wrongdoing. How? And she was, I guess they was pretty pissed about it, though. She was, she was like, his comments were disgusting, but there wasn't enough there. I guess even if you have an audio, if it's against the law, it may not be admissible. And maybe if he was the only one doing it. Right, because I, I know in Florida you have to have two party consent. Right. So if it's this if guy it's had not, no, they had no idea they were being. Recorded. Yeah. So I don't know in Texas if there's a similar rule. Then yeah, that tape doesn't out. count. Yeah. Right. So um, in August 2019, the general House General Investigating Committee Vice Chair called for an investigation. The committee adopted a report in December 2019 stating that Dennis Bonin likely violated the law in the meeting and didn't raise the idea of any possible action against Bonin and said the investigation was closed. The report states that Bonin, quote, likely violated section 572.051A of the Texas government code. That section states that a state officer or employee should not, quote, accept or solicit any gift, favor, or service that might reasonably tend to influence the officer or employee in the discharge of official duties or that the officer employee knows or should know is being um, offered with the intent to influence the officer's or employee's official conduct, end quote. Wait, so this section also states that such a person should not, quote, intentionally or knowingly solicit, accept, or agree to accept any benefit for having exercised that officer employee's official powers, end quote. So outside of obviously breaking that law because he's doing a quid pro quo. Right. Um, there's no sunshine law, no something like that, that you, he can't have these conversations or doing this as well. I guess not that they could, this is what they were him. trying to get him on. Is yeah. This one thing. Dang. I know. So in October, 2019, Sullivan releases the tape and Don, Dennis Bonin's like, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. what else can I do? So he announced he would not run for reelection in oh. 2020 and he is, but he's still I'm currently, surprised. I know, but he's still currently the speaker of the house until then. Like he's now still this whole session yeah. has been the speaker of the house. So he, but I wonder, is he, is he going to turn around and run or is it too I late? I don't know. We'll see. I was thinking the same thing. Like he could go back on that. What yeah. The fuck, Cause right? now it's like COVID, all this other stuff is happening. Yeah. Like people probably aren't thinking about. Yeah. That. Right. So and then as for Dustin Burroughs, he stepped down at that time as the GOP caucus chair on August 16th, 2019, in response to the scandal. But five days later, he announced that he would be running for reelection in 2020. He is currently still serving as rep for the 83rd district in Texas. And he's and running. He, and he'll probably get elected. Yeah. And he was involved in that meeting. <laughs> I this is happening right now. I wonder. <sighs> I, I can't imagine that people have that show if it was like five years ago okay three years ago but literally it's like six months ago. i know well no maybe a little more eight months ago that people are gonna forget yeah they'll elect him but i also know uh or they probably don't there's care. a miami dade thing happening with there's an elected i don't even want to say the house or the senate yes. i don't even want to get into it but there is someone who's actively um, there's already candidates running in these primaries and this person went out and found candidates to run against them and they're not elected. So it's like first time candidates or second time candidates yeah. running for a seat and a sitting elected official found candidates to run against them in the same party, all in the same party. And you already have Why? like a legitimate candidate who's running to piss off somebody else who's elected, oh like my to God. go behind that person like, and have your own people don't running. Need, this is, we don't need this. Yes. You already we have don't like need this. really good candidates. Just get behind the candidates that yeah. are there. Why are you I, running new people? Oh my God. 
this is the stuff I can't stand. I know. You know, like what? How, how is it, how is this, is this the Dems? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Democrat. Yeah. So of course, like, we, like, and we're in Florida, like we, we need to do all we can to yeah. like try to win seats. Like we don't have time for this. Check the ego at the door. People can't, can't do it. God. I know. All right. That's my story. I love it. I love secret tapes. Yeah. I love backroom deals. Yes. But I don't love that he really didn't suffer i know nothing he's just leaving all right are you ready yes <laughs> <laughs> now i'm looking at my phone okay today i'm gonna tell you the story of former indiana senator eugene v Debs. okay let's oh. do it so just go to the sources, guys. I did a lot of like history because this is an older story. So like Smithsonian and those mm. kind of sources. So uh, activist, socialist and trade unionist Eugene V. Debs fought fiercely against the dangers of American capitalism. But when he railed against the U.S.'s role in wo World War One and urged citizens to refuse the draft, he landed in prison, which became the headquarters for his next campaign. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so our story begins in Indiana. It moves to Ohio. It concludes in Georgia. And this is taking place during the late 19th and early 20th century. So I really like this story. Um, it shows the transformation of this senator and someone who is just incredibly vested in his political beliefs. And the more that I like was reading, I'm like, I kind of like this guy. Okay. So there's a lot to dig through with Eugene Debs, and I'm going to hit on the major things because he's, you know, this huge political figure of our past. There's so many, um, God, there's documentaries, articles, movies, books about this Whoa. guy. And um, I have, you know, you guys can go to our sources uh, if you want to, like, dive into the nitty-gritty details about all the stuff in his life. Um, but the one thing that every article noted about Debs was his ability with words. So you mm. know right there. Oh, he's I'm your like, boyfriend. Oh, here's, here's my guy. <laughs> so he was a great orator, and people love to hear him speak. And there was an article in The New Yorker by this woman, Jill Lapore, who said that when his train would pull into a station, people would go, Debs, 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 wow. Debs, because they just wanted to hear him speak. And they would gather, and it was crowds would... Uh, by the tens of thousands wow. would come to listen to him for hours. Like he just had this ability. So I'm going to start with his early political life. So he grew up in Indiana. He was rather poor and he worked on the railroads. And this is where he starts getting interested in politics because of the treatment of railway workers mm. at the time. And then prior to earning a seat in the Indiana Senate in 1885, he was uh, the national secretary for the Brotherhood of Locomotive Firemen, and he fought for labor issues to ensure things like death benefits for railroad uh, workers. And at the time, it was a super, super dangerous job, laborious work. Um, he led strikes, and he even paved the way for like industrial unions, like the work that he did. So this is the late 19th century, and unions weren't you know, are just starting to kind of be established mm -hmm. in the country. And I just feel like people rail against the unions and we have to remember like why 
right. unions were created, right. right? They set standards for working conditions, the 40 hour work week that we have yes. now, um, child labor, laws? child labor yeah. laws, you know, um, and allowed the, the group to help set up laws that ensure safe working conditions for people, appropriate pay benefits. Yes. So, and these railroad workers were dying at the time. Holy shit. They would have to shovel. Cause remember like how the rail, the trains were then they would shovel coal. Yeah. Like into for the engine, uh, for over 16 hours a day. So they're breathing in yes. all of that coal oh, dust. No, 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 no. Some would be, um, would have to be the guy who like turned the switch for the train yeah. to move. So like they could potentially like get hit by a train. Oh my God. They would sometimes like run over the tops of the trains to help with the switching. And if you fell, like you're oh dead. Oh my so God. It was um, really, really hard work. And a lot of times they would lose a limb, you know, a hand, a leg, whatever, or, or risk death. And there was nothing at the time that would give death benefits to family mm -hmm. or to even provide them with benefits if they lost a hand or an arm or a leg due to that work. And corporations, if we let corporations run wild, mm. they will work people to death. Right. They will. Yeah. Because they did until, yeah. <laughs> you know, unions came in place to fight for things. Right. So in that New Yorker article by Lapori, she notes that in the late 19th century, about 2,000 men and 20,000 men, 2,000 men died and 20,000 were injured annually. Wow. Working on the, the railroads. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. 20,000 people yeah. injured a year in 2000. And if you lose a hand or you lose a limb, what do you, what other work are you going to be what doing? What are you going to do? Especially if you were a labor guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So around that time too, so he's in this, he's from this town, uh, Tara Hot in Indiana, and he was also elected as like town clerk. So he worked for wow. that little union and then he's this, the town clerk. Um, so he gets this reputation as this tireless warrior for labor issues and he gets elected to the Indiana Senate in 1885. And he does, um, you know, just like this, the four years and, and that's pretty much it for him. And at first during his time as Senator, he thought that unions should be separated by craft. Like he thought it should be, you know, a, um, you know, a railroad from one region having their own union. And then if there was another one say in Chicago, they should have their own union. But then over time, the more that he worked with different organizations, he realized like it would be stronger if mm. all of these railroads kind of yeah. were together as one larger union. Right, right. And he starts to shift his perspective. Um, and when he was elected as um, senator, he was elected as a Democrat. Um, after his time as senator, he continues his fight. He leaves the Brotherhood of the Locomotive Firemen and he works on establishing a larger union called the American Railroad. Way union, which mm. was like one of the big unions in the country. So in 1894, the ARU organized a strike against the Pullman Company of Chicago, which was like huge, rich railroad Holy company. Shit. Yeah. And they encouraged the boycotting of trains. And they just like the trains would come into the station. They wouldn't un unhitch them. They like they Holy would not shit. touch like any Pullman car and it ends up stopping service for almost a month in this area of the country. That's like with Detroit area. Wow. And it only ends when the federal government gets involved to stop the strike and Debs ends up in jail Whoa. for six months um, because of his involvement in these strikes. And so this is where Debs starts to change his mindset and starts shifting from a Democrat more into 
socialist. Okay. And he starts to question whether a union could ever go up against the capital's economic power. Right. And so he starts thinking about that power and and that sort of unequal distribution of wealth and what that means for people and for workers, right? Right, right. Because there are the people who ride the trains who (laughs) are rich and then all of the people working for the trains who have nothing and are, are working for for nothing really. Yeah. Um, and so that was like the, the first time he starts seeing this more as a class struggle as a result of capitalism mm. in terms of the labor movement. And so that he, he really starts changing. So when he gets out of jail, he becomes a lead speaker for the U S socialist party and runs for president. So Whoa. he ran for president five times. Oh, honey. <laughs> Honey. On the socialist, uh, the U.S. Socialist Party. So this was, you know, we had a, a two-party system, but there was a time where the U.S. Socialist Party, you know, did have a little more sway and did try to kind of get in. But you see how it is now, like the Green Party. If you're not a Dem or a Republican, right. like you can't. Right. You're not going anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're you right. Know? Yes, yes, yes. So, and obviously he's he's lost all those attempts yeah so the major incident so the thing that lands him in jail for the final time is when he gives a speech in ohio on june 16th 1918 against the u.s's involvement in world war one so he called for neutrality he did not want the u.s to get involved and he urged people to avoid the draft Uh uh-oh and as a result he was arrested under the espionage act of 1917 and the sedition act of 1918 (gasps) So the Espionage Act made it a crime for any person to convey information intended to interfere with the U.S. Armed Forces, uh, you know, prosecution of the war yes. effort. And then the Sedition Act of 1918, that was enacted during World War One, made it a crime to willfully utter, print, write, or publish any disloyal, profane, abusive language, etc., about the form of government of the United States or to willfully urge, incite, or advocate any curtailment of the production of the things, right? That Oh, my um, God. So he gets arrested on that. So the charges were 10 counts of sedition. 10? 10. Oh, my God. Which <laughs> oh my God. Is, is conduct, or in Deb's case, a speech yes. that incites people to right. rebel against the government. Right. So he's found guilty. And this speech is like a really famous speech because he was this beautiful speaker. And so um, it's a really well-known speech. And at his sentencing, he gives like an even more famous speech. Um, So he's found guilty. And then he's like, look, look, let me let me say something at my sentence hearing. And I and I have um, part of it. And even people who like didn't like him were like, this is one of the most beautiful speeches. I've wow, ever heard. Tina. I know. I love So so he and I'm going to read a little bit of it. So I'm sorry. Just humor me. So he says, I am thinking this morning of the men in the mills and factories. I am thinking of the women who for a paltry wage are compelled to work out their lives of the little children who in this system are robbed of their childhood and in their early tender years are seized in the remorseless grasp of a mammon and forced into the industrial dungeons, there to feed the machines while they themselves are being starved body and soul. Your honor, I ask no mercy. I plead for no immunity. I realize that finally the right must prevail. I never more fully comprehended than now the great struggle between the powers of greed on the one hand 
and upon the other the rising host of freedom. I can see the dawn of a better day of humanity. The people are awakening. In due course of time, they will come into their own. Damn. And that's just like part. It was like this really long speech. And they sentenced him to 10 years in prison. Oh, my to a faci- God. 10 years. To a facility in Atlanta, Georgia, and he loses his right to vote indefinitely. <gasps> no! Yes, I know. So, what does Debs do? Here are some points of interest, oh. and this is my favorite. There's going to be an uprising at this prison. There's not, but oh. this is my favorite <laughs> thing. Oh, I, I wish I could be part of this campaign. Your so, face. he runs for president from prison yes in 1920 do and it guess how he ran <laughs> wait, he a minute, run? wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> you're telling prison. me 1920 100 years ago right this guy's running for prison <laughs> kanye west is running yes. tina he's not in prison why yes. again i'm asking <laughs> you why are we not supporting kanye west i know okay so, sorry go he ahead he is in jail yes and he doesn't run as Eugene V. Debs. He runs as convict number 9653 and like all oh. his buttons. Convict <gasps> number 9653 for president. Oh, I'm like, my God. I love this guy. Get that number because that's our episode title. Oh, my convict God. Number. That's our episode that's title. So good. So and his campaign buttons and his whole thing was I'm going from the jailhouse to the White House. <gasps> oh, my God. He got over a million votes. Tina, shut the fuck I know. up. I love him. This country. This country. I don't know. I love this guy. It's the best. So people, so um, so back then the prisons were not regulated. Mm. And so he starts doing pretty, and he's an older guy at this point. And he doesn't, he's not doing very well in jail. Um, and people are begging then President Wilson to pardon him. They're like, you got to get him out of jail. Yes. Like he's not doing well. Like, and he's not. You know, like, yeah, he gave the speech and whatever, like, let him out. Yes. President Wilson, no. But Harding, who he went up against in the election, says, gets elected and he's like, I'm going to release you. And there's this story where they met and he invites him to the White House. And he's like, I've heard so much about you. I finally get to meet you kind of thing. So there was that. Um, And he gets released on December 25th, Christmas Day, um, 1921. So he spends almost a year in jail. Yeah. And during his time in jail, he wrote about the prison system, and all of this was published after his death. And, um, you know, he talked about, you know, the inadequate food. Um, I think he was in the jail cell. I think he said he was allowed out for 20 minutes a day to walk around. You know, it just, it wasn't, the conditions weren't great. But, and after he was released, he got more and more ill and he was eventually like sent to a sanatorium and he ends up dying in 1926. So he, I know it's a sort of sad end. Um, Some other things that I thought were interesting is Kurt Vonnegut wrote a book, Hocus Pocus, and the main character is named after Debs. And there's even a little sort of monologue from the character talking about like how I'm named after this guy. Oh, wow. Um, I was obsessed with Vonnegut, like in my late teens, early twenties. Oh my God. I read every single Vonnegut book I could get my hands on. And I had a friend, uh, this guy, John Martin, and he had like a stack of books and he's like here. And I was so excited and I still have those same books. I read all of them. My friend, Lauren, I, I don't know if she's listening, but, but she had in her house, they just moved. They're they're back in Michigan now. But when they were living down here, they had a shadow box and had these buttons, like pins. 
And she, I, I believe they were Kurt Vonnegut <gasps> buttons. That's awesome. They were really cool. And the way they displayed them were cool. But yeah, yeah they, they loved him, her and her husband. Oh, my God. Welcome to Nick. the monkey house, piano yeah. player. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Cat's Cradle. Okay. okay. Um, many people uh, today refer to Bernie Sanders as the second okay. coming yes. of Eugene Debs. And back in the 70s. 1%. Top 1%. Yeah. And 1% out of 1%. Of- <laughs> Back in the 70s, Sanders even made an audio documentary of Debs, and you can get it at like Apple or Spotify. And it's him, like it's the Bernie Sanders voice, like reading quotes from Debs and like other stuff. It's 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 funny. Um, and then my last thing is a quote that I really, really uh, loved by Debs, and he says, "Years ago, I recognized my kinship with all living things." And I made up my mind that I was not one bit better than the meanest on earth. While there is a lower class, I am in it. While there is a criminal element, I am of it. And while there is a soul in prison, I am not free. Ooh. Dang. Dang, you, Gene Debs. And that's the story. Rabble rouser, labor organizer, and jailhouse candidate. Damn. Eugene V. Debs. There's so much more. Um, that he did, but I just, can you imagine he, he ran and that he was like, I'm running as candidate. That's amazing. Oh, as convict rather. But Isn't you know that, what the thing is, is I that want that button. I, I, I know I, you know, because I'm too much of a political junkie and I have too much of a respect for the, the process and the candidates yeah. and the, I want respect in our country. Like I really have so much respect for all of that. That uh, I think it's good when people like this run. I think it's good that there's this, you know, you don't have to be from Harvard or Yale. You can draw attention to this, the the breaks and the brokenness in the system, you know? And that's what he did. I mean, he was, I mean, he fought for people. That's amazing. I mean, that's what he did. And he, and he wrote so much but the fact that he is like i'm gonna run for president again after four times and then he's in jail and he's not doing well but he's like i'm gonna do it anyway like i don't know i love i love people that. voted for him a million people voted for him. you would have voted for him i probably would have voted <laughs> <laughs> i would have been the ones devs devs yeah. devs devs let me listen to the speech amazing I can't believe Kanye is running it's and you know um did you see all that stuff about like independence day and the aliens are coming it, at this point no, oh, yeah. You know, nothing surprises me. If if an alien ship landed, yeah, take it. Take I would me. go, yeah. Get, get me I out mean, of here. We we've, are. we've we have the experiment has failed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I was thinking, <laughs> well, I talked about that I think on the last episode where I was like commenting on DeSantis's press conference like a like a troll. I was basically yeah. an internet troll for a good 20 minutes. But uh, my last comment was, can the aliens just get here already yeah. and just wipe us out? Because yeah. we really have done a disservice we to have, the planet, to ourselves. Yeah, we've destroyed like, everything. Yeah. It is absolutely shocking that normal ways of thinking, just reality, has left the everyday conversation. Like it, even just wearing a mask. Oh my just, God. I've, I've it's, been, it's beyond normal ways of thinking. And it's, um, it's so self-centered and ego and it's just all about, and again, all these freedoms, I can't tell you. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that about our country is these freedoms, but we've given people 
too much where they think well, they, they don't have understand the they don't understand what freedom means right like you still have to exist freedom doesn't mean you do whatever the hell you want there are still rules and laws that people right. follow in society right and the same people that are like law and order law right. and order right. won't put their mask on yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah and the same people that are like you know are going to rail against abortion like it's i, I it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what's sense. so funny. So this, this in the last legislative session, it's not funny. It's fucking horrible. But in oh, the last le- legislative session, DeSa- um, they passed in, in the legislative, they passed um, a woman's and girls, a girl who is pregnant and wants to get an abortion. She has to have parental consent if you're under the age of 18, which means yeah. that if you are being raped by your father, your stepfather, your uncle, your grandfather, your yeah. brother... And you get pregnant, your parent or guardian has to sign off on you getting an abortion. Not only that, I think you have to go in front of a judge. If you yes. want to get that waived, Please. you have to go explain to the judge why you need this waived. Incest, like none of that even matters. This, and this sounds like a lot of wasted time yeah. for our courts. Yeah. And so what DeSantis was saying a few days before Ugh. he signed this into law last week, he was saying about telling you know they were saying to him well if all these young people aren't wearing their masks like can you can you make it an can you make it a fine can you get them can you make it a law where they'll be arrested or they'll be going to get a fine or a ticket if well you can't tell you can't control young people you can't tell them what to do and within days after that signs a fucking bill he's a hypocrite putting a law in order telling children what they have to do putting girls lives in dangers in danger in this state it's it's you it's horrific. What? Go to hell, you piece of shit. Yeah. And burn because that's where you're going. Because guess what? Doughy. Get, but guess what? Piece of shit. All of these Republicans who rail against it and and are, you know, in, in higher positions of power, they've always had the money to go hide their daughters away when yeah. they get into trouble. Oh, it's, it's not an it's issue. Please. It, please. please. It's not an it's, issue. It's, it's such hypocrisy. They'll always have access to health care. Which is what that is. It's health care. So go fuck yourself, DeSantis. Oh, my God. All right. So any happy things this week? I'm going to tell you I've been watching, and I'm only three episodes in, mm. of... Well, I've been watching two things. Me too. Go ahead. Three things. Oh, oh my God. God. Three. Jesus. I know. How do I have time? <laughs> well, one is like a weekly thing because it's on HBO and you have to like wait every week. Oh, what is it? I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Michelle okay. McNamara. I haven't started that yet. Oh. I know, but I'm not ready There's only one yet. episode so I know. far. Well, no. Tonight will be the second. So good. Love her. Um, It really it really highlights her a lot. Her voice. It's She was amazing. uh, Clips of her, a a lot of footage of of her meeting with uh, victims and doing different things. It's really great. Yeah. And her husband. And he's Patton Oswalt. Yes. It's very good. And then I've been watching the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. I saw it was trending today. I saw it was trending on Netflix. (sighs) You know what I love? One, they did not replace the host. Oh, it's what's his name still? Robert? No, no, no. Oh, I mean, there's no host. Oh, okay. So, okay. And so it, but it's like knew. the music. Remember? Yes. And like when it first came on, I was like, oh my God, the music. Oh, so and then good. it's sort of like his silhouette in the background. And then it's like, okay. So they kind of give a nod to him and they just go into the story. Robert Stack. I think yes, his name. Robert yeah. Stack. So um, I watched two and then I had my husband watch one. I'm like, come on, you know you want to watch one. So we watched the third one last night. And that's it. And then I'm watching this Perry Mason that's on HBO. Oh, how's that? I, I like, like it. I, I like the actor. I, the actor is great. Matthew Reese. And I love like the noir kind yes. of style. I love the time period. So like the, it's like my kind of show. It's slow. Yeah. But it's good. 
So here's what I watched. I binge watched. I finally waited till it was done on HBO. I watched. Um, I know this much is true. It's a based on a Wally Lamb book. Oh, um, it's really fucking depressing. So my mom knows Wally Lamb. My mom's college roommate at UConn married Wally Lamb. They all went to what? school together at UConn. And so when Wally Lamb starts putting books out, my mom, you know, of course, my mom, oh, Wally Lamb. <laughs> and so she's been harassing me for six weeks to start watching. So I'm like, I'll watch it when it's done. I'm not, I'm going to binge. I don't want to wait a week for an episode anymore. I'm beyond that's that. The, right? That's the hardest thing I with know. HBO. I, have I to know. Say. So I finished it and it's so good. And, um, oh my God, the actor, he played the Hulk. What's his name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's so good. Anyway, he plays twins. Oh. And one of them is just is psychotic, right? He's got mental illness and uh, schizophrenic. He plays him and he plays his twin. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. He's amazing in this. The mm. whole cast is so good. Rosie O'Donnell is <gasps> in it. Juliette Lewis is in it? Juliette Lewis. Oh. And she's wacky as usual. But Rosie O'Donnell is so fucking good in this show. I need to watch um, that. Oh, actually, now that I'm looking at, because I looked it up, I see the... The cover, yeah, of the book, yeah, of the no, the, oh, the screen grab, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's and really, I saw really it good. coming up on HBO. It's yes. like recommended or whatever. It's really good. And then I watched, and then on Friday I binge watched um, the Babysitters Club, the new series on Netflix oh. <laughs> with my daughter. So I used to read those books. Yeah. So, but now in the last, I don't know, three or four years, there the Babysitters Club is now a graphic novel. So it's the same oh. characters. Um, it's based on her books, that Anne M. Martin books, but. There's people who are women illustrators who have made it into graphic oh, novels. Cool. My kids love them. And so the episodes on Netflix are based on those books, the graphic novels. Yeah, it's really good. And it's also like my daughter's getting to the age, which I'm loving of like cute boys. Like all they have crushes, these girls. Aww. They're like in sixth and seventh grade on the show. So they have crushes and Pammy's like, you know, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot oh, wait. That's so cute. I know. I'll have to check that out. It's really good. We watched Hamilton on Friday <gasps> night. Yes, we did too. My youngest fell asleep, but we did start it late, but he did. So I was like, do you like it? And he goes, I hate it. And I go, oh, and he goes, but it's opposite day. Oh. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Your youngest or your my oldest? Youngest. Oh, so I was my like, God. oh, Lord. And then my oldest was like singing along because um, he's in his chorus a couple years ago. They did a bunch of the songs. And so he knew them. He knew them. And but my my oldest is he loves history and he reads a lot of books. And, um, you know, we talked about how like this, it's people of color using you yes. know, in, in the place. But uh, and he was fine with that. What he wasn't fine with, there was um one of the characters and he goes wait a minute no the guy was puny he was short there's no way he would have been taller than everyone why why, why? at least they could have put somebody <laughs> short that's the wrong thing that's not he was known for like being tiny all the that time that might have been john adams maybe i, I don't maybe. Rem i don't even remember <laughs> no adams, madison maybe maybe madison because yeah, he was sick yeah, yeah there yeah. was something and i was like well you know just you gotta suspend your disbelief and just but that was the one thing that he was you know oh i like, was upset in tears about, i was sobbing during that, that watching that it was so good it's so good i loved it I, I we would clap and then yes um it just it was good <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. i love it it's so good not gonna yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right we got to cut all this out okay <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, Dear God, another successful episode of the Mug Podcast. By the way, next week is episode thirty, I bitch, know. and that's like we're we're closing in on we're over half of the episodes, like for a year, a yes. full like what season? Like we're we are closing in on it. It's crazy. It is. It's exciting though. Okay, so I will see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Dougherty. Coming up next week on the Muck Podcast. Tina, this you have hit a fucking jackpot. This story. This is, is like the king of the muck. Oh I think my God. we've met the king. Ugh, I hate this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes I gotta take a deep breath before I say things. While in the federal penitentiary, Blagojevich was the lead singer for a prison rock band no. called <laughs> The Jailhouse Rockers. No! Named after the Elvis Presley song. No. Tina, Please, is there footage?